created a new online resource to help any. It's Sunday, it's seven o'clock, and time for the Scots Whey Show.
and that was The Associates and Party Fears 2 from the classic album Sulk. I'm going to play that for Demi McMahon who was on the show a couple of weeks ago as Artist of the Week when we had a chat about the late great Billy McKenzie. Welcome to the Scots Wahey Show on Cam Glen Radio. I'm Ali Braidwood and for the next couple of hours I'll play you the very best Scottish music. It'll be mainly brand new but I'll throw in a couple of older songs as well to mix things up. We also have all the regular features. Our Artist of the Week is Maya's Radio Orchestra and I'll be talking to Sam McAdam about the orchestra as well as playing a couple of tracks. The featured album is The Bluebells in the 21st Century, the new release from the legendary Bluebells. I'll play a couple of tracks from it. And we have the usual book, TV, podcast and gig suggestions for you to consider. That is all to come, but first we kick the show off, as we always do, with three of the best new releases. Starting with a new single from Carla J. Easton, this is One Week. Here I go again, another mess up the stories never ending. It's my fault for thinking that I could change. There's no understanding, defend me. Oh, oh, here I go again forever. Undone and always reoffending. I'll show that this time I'm innocent. My oath, I swear. I can't remember what I was doing when I came to an end 
of those three new releases was the latest single from Carla J. Easton. It's called One Week and it's taken from the Sugar Honey album which will be out in October on Olive Grove Records. Then you heard the latest from Siobhan Wilson, Unload the Gun. And Siobhan releases a double album a recording of myself in a room of my home and seeing music in nature and that's going to be out late in May this year. And just there you heard Rudy Zagaldo in the Midden, which is the second release from his forthcoming album, Doggerland. Again, going to be out later this year. Now I'm going to play you a track which was released last week, but it's too good not to play it for you. This is Sarah Ray 
and October. Someone took me down from the sledge I'm on The wind is whistling through my teeth The smile on my face is that I've been reborn Since you came into the scene So please don't leave lovely song. That is Sarah Ray and October. Now we move on to our book recommendation for this week and it's Lindsay May's Weak Teeth which is published by Polygon Books and is out now. Here's a little bit from the back of the book to tell you what's going on. Ellis's life has crumbled without warning. 
Her boyfriend has fallen in love with someone else. Her job's insecure, her bank account's empty, and she has a mouthful of unreliable teeth. Forced back to her childhood home, there is little in the way of comfort. Her mum is dating a younger man, a dentist no less, and is talking of selling the house. Her sister Lana is furious all the time, and a distant cousin has now arrived from the States to stay with them. During a long, hot Edinburgh summer, Ellis's world spins out of control. She's dogged by toothache, her ex won't compensate her for the flat, and somehow she's found herself stalking his new lover on Facebook. Will Ellis realise before it's too late that the bite she was born with is worth preserving? And it's a really brilliant read. It's one of my favourite books of the year. Here's a bit from Scott Swahey's review of it. Every so often a book is written which seems uncanny in its familiarity. One where you feel the narrative and narrator speak directly to you. Lindsay May's debut novel Weak Teeth had just such an effect on me. It's a book which examines mental health, familial disputes, generational conflict, dealing or not dealing with grief, bad breakups, working an unsatisfactory job, fixating on social media and living with troublesome teeth. Ellis doesn't realise how vulnerable she is until things start to unravel, but her story is a reminder how close many of us are to dire straits. We can all suffer from a false sense of security and that belief that all is well when it's not can quickly catch you unaware. Lindsay May makes Ellis's worsening situation completely believable as she becomes more desperate for a change in fortune with no idea as to how to make that happen. At the heart of it all is Ellis and her family failing to deal with the death of her father. It may feel to Ellis that the world is against her, but a lot of what she experiences and Lana's anger and both sisters feeling betrayed by their mother are rooted in grief. As a result, they take it out on each other in different ways, from passive aggression to straightforward aggression, and tend towards making poor decisions in haste, which only exasperates the family's downward spiral. Then there is the inevitable effect on their other relationships, with friends, boyfriends, husbands and partners all suffering in some form or another. There is so much to identify with in weak teeth as all aspects of Ellis's life are rendered beautifully, even when her actions are perhaps unadvisable. Her relationship with her ex Adrian becomes toxic and destructive as he moves from lying through gaslighting to outright hostility as she refuses to do as he demands and basically go away. Her Facebook stalking of Sally may make you cringe, but you understand why she does it. Office work, or rather the avoidance of work, with all the petty politics and posturing which accompanies it, has rarely been so well observed. And the familial dynamics which move from love to hate and back again, sometimes in the same sentence, also ring true. White Teeth marks the arrival of an individual and original new voice in Scottish writing, a book which leaves you wanting more. But while it is exciting to consider what comes next, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right now, this is a novel which deserves to be read far and wide. It will engender empathy among all readers to a greater or lesser degree. 
For those of us with their own weak teeth, there's just that something extra. And that's me talking about Lindsay May's Weak Teeth, which is out now, published with Polygon Books. It's back to the new music now, and this is a collaboration between Leif Caulfield and Wu Oh, and it's called Falling in Love Again. Let us pray for the ones who don't see you somehow, the way I see you now, see you now. I wanna know, wanna know, wanna know, wanna know just how I keep having me around, me around. Take some time, but I feel like, I feel like I'm falling in love again, falling in love again.
And that was The Deadly Winters and their cover of the folk song The Cuckoo. That's certainly a great cover and hopefully there'll be some new music from them later on in the year as well. And before that you heard Falling in Love Again by Leif Caulfield and Wu-O, which is a cracking collaboration and I hope it's not the last between the two. Now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break, that time in each show where I play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio. And this week it's a classic. This is the full 7 minutes and 51 seconds of Big Country and Poro Man.
Always good to hear that. That was Big Country and Poro Man. And apparently, Poro Man is taken from an Edgar Allan Poe short story, Pollock and the Poro Man. The Poro Man of the title referring to a Sierra Leone witch doctor. Just a wee bit of trivia for you there. And that was Ali's Comfort Break for this week. And I play that in part because I was at an Oran Ra gig at the Flying Duck in Glasgow recently. And they're a band who are clearly influenced by Big Country. They have an album coming out, possibly later this year, and I can't wait to play it for you when it does, because the songs are absolutely brilliant. And supporting Oran Ra that night were the excellent Madaram, and this is from their 2021 album Ebb and Flow. This is Madaram and Pound a Week Rise. Some teens death times I'll tell you a story about the pound that we rise And the men who were fooled by the government's lies And it's then you go down below Jack You'll never see the skies When you're working in a dungeon for your pound a week rise In 1960, a few years ago The mine workers' leaders to Lord Robbins did go Say we work very hard every day we risk our lives So we ask you here and now for a pound a week rise And it's then you go down the low track You'll never see the skies when you're working in a dungeon For your pound a week rise Well up spoke Lord Robbins and he made this decree He said when the output rises with you I will agree to raise up all your wages and give to you fair pay For I was once a miner and I worked hard in my day And it's then you go down below Jack You'll never see the skies when you're working in a dungeon For your pound a week rise The miners, they went home and they worked hard well Their lungs filled with coal dust in the bosom of hell The output rose by 15, 18% and more And in two years it come gone, it rose by the score And it's then the gold and the road track You'll never see the skies when you're working in a dungeon For your pound of your rights Jobs and it's time to go down below Jack. You'll never see the skies when you're working in a dungeon for your pound a week rise. So come all ye colliers, take heed to what I say. Don't believe Lord Robbins when he says he'll give fair pay. He'll tell you to work hard and make the output rise. 
And that was Sean Focus and Are You Ready? The new single from rapper and producer Sean Focus, who's originally from Zimbabwe, but is now based in Edinburgh. And before that, you heard Madaram and Pound A Week Rise, which, as I said, is taken from their album Ebb and Flow. Now we move on to our TV suggestion for this week. And it's a programme called Designing the Hebrides. Here's a bit more about it. Designing the Hebrides is a series featuring Banjo Beal, who was the winner of the reality show Interior Design Masters back in 2022. This new series follows Banjo as he tries to establish his new design business in the Scottish Hebrides, where he lives with his husband Roe. We follow the bubbly Australian as he tackles projects all over the islands, from a castle turret to a fish shop and everything in between. But, as we soon find out, taking on huge projects in such a remote place brings with it its own challenges, from the unpredictable weather to logistical nightmares. You've got to get access to the usual stores and often people don't deliver to the island or it's extortionately expensive or it's difficult to get to, says Banjo. I'm not a natural-born planner and I didn't have much time to pull these spaces off, so it was about being resourceful. 
But I think that's the thing that islanders do best. They really are resourceful. Also, working for friends in a small town mean the stakes are high. The locals are very straight-talking, and I didn't want to mess it up and get run out of town. Now, I thought it, I think it's a charming programme. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's a makeover design programme, but the twist being it's Outer Hebrides each week. It's a different business or, or property that's getting done up. I've only seen a couple of them, but it's a bit of a warm hug of a programme. I don't think you could take against it, but that depends, I suppose, what you think about these types of programmes. At the very least, you'll get a few tips if you're doing your own place up. It's called Designing the Hebrides, and it's available on iPlayer at the moment. It's time now for our featured album, and this time it's The Bluebells, and their new album, The Bluebells in the 21st Century. Or is it just in the 21st Century? It doesn't really matter. Because from it, this is Stonehouse Violets. I went down to Shettleston, come knocking, knocking late. I followed you to Thorny Wood and Johnsonboro for the crack. Caught your eye at Vila Clyde, Vila leaving too. You kissed my face, the Donny faces, then I knew I loved you. Benberg, Mary Hill, Kirk and Chilla, Rob Roy, St. Roxton and Sudeys, and maybe true, Stonehouse Violets, Stonehouse Violets, Stonehouse Violets, where I'm It's a junior football love affair, baby, where we get our kids. And down in the urban meadow, we while away the day, singing all those songs.
such a good song it's such a good album that is our featured album for this week and it's the bluebells in the 21st century and i'll play another track from it later on in the show you're listening to the scots Wahey show on cam Glen radio and my name is ali braidwood and next it's a beautiful piece of music this is erlin cooper and the scottish ensemble and movement one part one Thank you. 
Haunting is how I would describe that. That was Erland Cooper and the Scottish Ensemble and Movement One Part One, which is taken from the Folded Landscapes album, which is out now. We move on now to our Artist of the Week, and this week it is Maya's Radio Orchestra. In a moment, I'll be talking to the person behind the orchestra, Sam McAdam, but first, this is the new single, and it's called Suntrap. Yeah. 
given time, we can make more with And you've just heard Suntrap by Myers Radio Orchestra, and I'm delighted to be joined by Sam McAdam, who's the driving force behind it. Hello, Sam. Hello. Uh, thank you so much for meeting with me and for playing my tune. Oh, it's a pleasure, absolute pleasure. Before we go on to talk about Myers Radio Orchestra more broadly, tell us about Suntrap. Um, so Suntrap was really born out of a kind of songwriting session that I had with a group of people at the University of West of Scotland and one of our tasks was we were each to make a little haiku about anything we wanted and then share it with each other and this was towards the start of February so it's right at the end of a long cold Scottish winter and I think almost everybody's haiku had something to do with feeling overwhelmed or feeling too busy or just generally feeling like they needed to get back to nature and it really got me thinking about how particularly in Scotland, because we have such extreme like light between the summer and the winter, that actually we are very intrinsically connected to nature. And I wanted to explore that and how as humans, particularly nowadays in this kind of like endless productivity cycle that we have to go under, that actually we're kind of living in a way which isn't natural to our mental health and how we like to live. There's a great lyric in it which refers to overwintering, which is such a good phrase. Can you explain it? Yeah. So, um, again, this is from something else that I saw, but my friend um, loves going out into nature and taking pictures of mushrooms and funguses. And very much the idea, for me anyway, is about how we can survive the winter and um, other animals have different uh, ways of doing that so for example you've got hibernation um but we just we just carry on as as we have to that kind of comes through the whole song isn't it that idea of you have to carry on because to stop is almost it's almost like a look down upon these days there's a constant kind of you know um the, the way that our society is, you've constantly got to be going, even just to survive. And uh, is that something that's uh, underpinning the song? Yeah, absolutely. I think that kind of, again, relates to how it's against what we naturally want to do. So certainly in winter at six o'clock, I'm ready for a nap. And that's me done. Um, and then it's kind of the opposite, like the nights are getting lighter and everyone's staying out until about nine or ten and feeling a lot happier for it. But I just don't feel like there's space for that. Yeah. Um, in our modern lives. I remember after or during lockdown, everyone was like, we're going to change how we live. And this is, you know, it's the start of an, a new way of being. And then gradually we got back to work and the work from home started stopping. And it's just like we're leaving those resolutions behind, which is a shame. It's true. I think there are certain things about lockdown that we've almost put the whole thing from our mind as if it never happened. But actually, there were some really interesting, positive things that you could say came out of it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder whether as a collective, we're just trying to pretend it never happens. But yeah, yeah it would, would have been good to take something positive from it. Which, if that's the case, probably means we've all got problems coming down the road because, you know, anyway, that, that's maybe a different discussion. <laughs> Um, I'm interested, Sunset was produced by uh, Lauren Gilmore, um, who is a musician herself. But how was that relationship between musician and producer work for you? Does it depend 
Is it different each time? Well, this was the first time I've actually worked with a producer. Oh, so right. it was it was such an amazing experience. Um, so through our uni course, we were put together with a producer and I was put together with Lauren. And we went into a studio and I carted all my instruments in. So like, imagine me pushing a harp in and a fiddle in. Um, and very much we sat down together and I'd already recorded the bare bones of it. And she kind of did some technological wizardry and together we put in some synths and it was a very collaborative process. But when I had some like ideas of how I was describing things in completely unmusical terms, like, yeah, I want it to shimmer more or um, just feel magical at that point. Lauren's like, yes, I've got it. And then she would do her, do whatever she was doing. And yeah, it was really incredible. And so if this was your first time collaborating in this way. Was there any nerves that you were handing over one of your songs to someone else to kind of work on? Yes, because I am a bit of a control freak. Um, but I think because I was there as well, it felt very much like the essence was still still mine. And I had such complete trust in Lauren. Like, she's absolutely amazing. Um, but... I just felt like anything which was added extra that I didn't envision, I loved. Yeah. So everything that she did really helped elevate the song. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm imagining it, there has to be a real level of trust uh, there. And is it something you would do going forward that you would return to, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I just, I loved, I loved the sound well she was able to get. So all of the kind of synths, um, which again, isn't something that I have experience in. And then um, her friend Audrey put down some drums as well. So Lauren organised that for me. Um, and again, that gives it a whole different sound world and feel than I would be able to do by myself. So, yeah, it was a pleasure to be involved in the whole process. And tell us a bit about Myers Radio Orchestra and your music. Where does the name come from, first of all? Okay, so the name is mostly to differentiate it as a project because as a musician, I do so many different things and I very much wanted to be able to have a vehicle by which I was able to put out original kind of singer-songwriter-style works. Um, but also my style and my sound world is very kind of big and orchestral in sound. So I like to use strings and I like to use harp and piano and multi-track vocals. So I kind of wanted it to give an impression that it was like a collective or an ensemble of some sort. And then that kind of leaves the door open for later on um, for maybe introducing other people or their elements and making it more collaborative. Um, yeah, and at, at the moment I'm gigging it solo, but using a loop pedal. And I think that kind of links into the whole idea of it sounding bigger than it actually is, rather than it being a one-woman thing. It's in, I think a lot of people are doing that more often in that they've maybe got uh, songs which can be played solo, but they can have full bands as well. And, you know, I'm thinking of people at Broken Chanter who, you know, I've seen David do them live, but also when there's a great band and they work almost equally well, I think, when you do that. So it's an interesting way of doing it because it means you've got this variety and flexibility that you might not have otherwise. Mm. And um, I think it helps tie in as well. Like the idea of Myers Radio Orchestra is that it's 
yes, I'm gigging it, but I'm also recording it. And part of the way which I compose or create the songs is by layering everything down as I'm recording it. Um, so it gives me that flexibility of combining the recording element and the composition element and then the live performance element. And how did you start making music? When did that go from just being someone who listened to music to, was it right from the beginning that you were in, interested in making it? Ooh, um, so I think I've always written songs. Um, I remember writing one with my next door neighbour when we were about 10 and I knew three chords on the guitar. So I went round and was like, Amy, Amy, we're, we're going to write a song because I know, and it has to use these three chords because they're the ones that I've got. Um, I won't share that song with you, but I still remember it. It was excellent for a 10 year old. Um, and then I've always, always loved music and I've always made music and, um, kind of composed instrumental music. Mm-hmm. But then in over lockdown in 2021, I started recording my first two singles at home. And after that, I wanted to explore the songwriting element of it a bit more. So decided to go and study a master's in songwriting at the University of West of Scotland. So I think a lot of people might not even know that you can study songwriting. So what's that like? Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's such a creative and open and very nurturing environment. So I just love how the lectures are very free to explore your musical direction um, and I feel like there's a lot of support and the classmates again are all very collaborative so I think on this project um, this term we were all making singles and I think I played on like four four or five other singles wow. yeah we all got stuck in and it's great to have that feedback from other people who are at the same stage as you or slightly different stages but all there to kind of learn and create and yeah I highly recommend it. That sounds that sounds amazing. And is there technical support as well? Are you able to, you know, you say you're recording singles and you had Lauren come in. I take it there is that kind of a actual practical support. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, there's brilliant um, facilities at UWS. I think there's three separate recording studios and all the lecturers know how to use them. And then for this for this project that Suntrack was born out of, the idea was that everybody would be given studio time and an engineer slash producer to create that with you. Um, because everybody comes from different backgrounds and has different knowledge of how to use the equipment. And as for yourself, what were your influences or what are your influences? I mean, it sounds like you're dealing with music across the spectrum, you know, from classical to pop and, and everything in between. Um. Yeah, so I think, I mean, growing up, I learned classical music and then moving to Scotland, um, I got really into traditional music and I did a degree of traditional music at the RCS. Mm -hmm. Um, But then throughout it all, I've always listened to pop music. And I just think living in Glasgow, it's such an exciting place for new music and being able to kind of experience everything that the music scene has to offer. Um, So yeah, my influences are wide, wide ranging, um, which is kind of why I like the whole Myers Radio Orchestra thing, because I think it gives me a lot of scope for what genres to explore. But certainly for this song, I got really interested in like 2000s sort of, sort of trip hop, like mild trip hops, like Portishead and Zero Seven and um, 
yeah, just really enjoyed the kind of chill, chill vibes of that. That was a great time for kind of, as you say, chilled out music and stuff like that. Those albums were just fantastic. Often played in cafes and bars around the city as well. They were the perfect kind of, you know, background music too, often. So you've released the single. Is there going to be an EP or an album further down the line or is it too early to say? Um, it's too early to put a date on it, but I am I am currently recording all of the material for that. So I have lots of songs that I've written over this year that I want to record and then pick the best of them and then see how I'm going to release them because I feel like making it and recording it is the fun bit and then releasing it is the bit that I'm not so actually good at. Um, so I'll deal with that later. <laughs> and is that part of the course, putting the collection of songs together? Um, no, not not collecting them all together. Um, so I think there, there is a master's project, but I'll be doing my master's project next year. Right. And that will be a different a different set of songs. And uh, it's interesting hearing you say, you know, get, making the songs and then you've got to get it out there and do promotion and all that kind of stuff. Is that part of the course? Is there someone advising you on that side of things? Yeah, yeah. So they have, um, as part of the MA Music, they have three different strands and one of them is music business mm -hmm. um, so they have industry professionals there and all of the lecturers are involved in the current music scene so they've all got their advice on what to do and for this project which Suntrack came out of it part of it was the dissemination and the release of the track. Oh, that's really interesting I, I, I'm fascinated that these are things are going on in universities as I say Thanks for taking the time to talk to me, Sam. I've really, really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And this is Myers Radio Orchestra and Long Sands.
That was Myers Radio Orchestra and Long Sands. And thanks again to Sam McAdam for taking the time to have a chat with me. And Sam has got some gigs coming up, uh, which I just want to mention before we move on. On May the 15th, she's going to be at the Old Hairdressers in Glasgow, supporting Dignity Row. Later in the year, in August actually, so on the 10th of August, she's again in Glasgow, but this time at McCool's. And on the 13th of August, she'll be at the Edinburgh Fringe at the Acoustic Music Centre. You're listening to the Scots Wahey Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood. And we return to the new releases now with the latest from Sweeney Straddles the Sun. And this is Heaven Has Another Angle. Now how gonna get yourself 
Well, the first of those two in a row was Heaven Has Another Angle by Sweeney Straddles the Sun, and it's described as a smiley smile stroke Maxwell Silver Hammer-esque earworm, wrapped up in a catchy, subversive song about poverty, conflict, theory, and premature death. It has it all. If you didn't get that, you're going to have to go back and listen again so you get the full impact of Heaven Has Another Angle. And just there, that was Yoko Pono and Cornstar, taken from their Part Machine album. And some members of Yoko Pono were taking part in a gig I was at recently, post-call prom queen's gig at the Old Hairdressers in Glasgow, which was one of the gigs of the year, no doubt. It was just stunning from start to finish. And I'm hoping Lillian Gordon from post-call prom queen will be on the show before too long. Now we move on to our podcast recommendation for this week, and it's something a little bit different. It's called Tales from the Alephian Society. It's a podcast drama, really, drama, comedy. At first I wasn't too sure about it, but I warmed to it as I listened to a few episodes. There's a certain charm about it and there's a real enthusiasm from the people involved. Here's a bit about season one, which is called The Trials of Dr. Cadwallader. Dr. Cadwallader doesn't want much out of life. Just a civilised environment in which to enjoy his many and varied vices while continuing his half-baked investigations into the occult. Instead, he's been given the unenviable task of reopening the Alethian society's least desirable chapter house. With only an assortment of hapless aristocrats and incomprehensible provincials to aid him, he finds himself drawn into a murky conspiracy of vicious street gangs, cursed artefacts, inhumane monstrosities and a powerful load of haggis. Can the bickering team of misfits unravel the legacy of Hunter House in time to save Glasgow? Just what is the creature under the stairs and what did happen to Cadwallader in Bhutan? So there's three seasons of the tales from the Alethian Society and some mini-episodes as well. And to find the website, just go to hunterhouse.co.uk, all lowercase, hunterhouse, one word, H-O-O-S-E. But you can also find them wherever you get your podcasts from. I like my radio dramas, I like my podcast dramas now that they're a thing. And so, yeah, these are worth a listen, worth investigation. Next, it's an artist who's new to me, uh, so much so that I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce the first name. It's either Kier Nixon or Seer Nixon, but either way, this is a brilliant song. This is Family Strangers. Skirting boards in the kitchen at night I'm missing something not there When I find myself scratching at the scars of my nostalgia As Fife lights up like stars The kingdom shines across the fourth a dream we were driving down interstates open top like American picture dreams that we've only seen in films 
dangers in the rear
Well, that was the latest from Jordan Stanley, and it's called Situation to Navigate. Jordan Stanley, also known as Jordan Russell Hall, and he's worked a lot with Dahlia, who was a recent Artist of the Week on the show. And before that, you heard Keir, Nixon and Familiar Strangers, which is their third single of the year. So if you like that, do check out the other two. It's back to our featured album now, which is The Bluebells in the 21st Century. And from it, this is Beautiful Mess.
That was The Bluebells and Beautiful Mess, taken from our featured album of the week by The Bluebells in the 21st century. And it's a sensational collection of songs, a notable return from one of Scotland's best bands. If you only know them from their well-kent hits, then I urge you to investigate further, and this is a great place to start. It's called The Bluebells in the 21st Century. It's out with Last Night from Glasgow, and it's our featured album for this week. Now it's time for our pick off the gigs for the week ahead. And kicking off, it's Sean Finlay at Sneaky Pete's on Thursday the 18th. Sneaky Pete's in Edinburgh, I should say, which promises to be a good night. The rest of them are over a very busy weekend next weekend. On Friday the 19th, the Mickey Nines are at King Tut's in Glasgow, supported by Savires. Across the city at St Luke's, Slime City launched their new album with support from Biz and Casual Worker. Parley Armo kick off a couple of weekend gigs on the 19th at Cafe Drummond in Aberdeen. Had a couple of great nights in there back in the day. And on Saturday the 20th, they will be in Edinburgh at the Mash House. And on the same night, Saturday the 20th, back in Glasgow, the little kicks will be at Stereo. And that's our pick of the gigs for the week ahead. Let's fit in a couple more songs before we say cheerio, starting with a new single from Peter Cat. This is Nicholas.
Well, the first of the two songs there was Peter Cat and Nicholas. Peter Cat is one of Scott Swayze's favourite musicians, and that's a cracking new single. I would expect nothing less. And just there, you heard Alex Tronic and Morning Blunt, and what an evocative piece of music that is. It makes me want to dig out my chill-out CDs from the 90s and noughties. And that's all, folks, for another week. This has been the Scots Way Show, and I've been Ali Braidwood, and I hope you've enjoyed it. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, head over to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again or go to scottswahey.com where we have all the old shows. We've got podcasts, reviews, interviews, a YouTube channel and our preview of this year's iWrite Book Festival is available now. I'm going to leave you with a great track. This is Adam Stafford and Phantom Billions. Take care, have a great week and I'll see you soon.
an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do and it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. Cam Glen Radio, community announcements. University Hospital Wishaw is recruiting for the Edinburgh and Lothian's Viral Intervention Study in kids to see if salt water nose drops can help children with colds get better faster and be less likely to pass on the virus to others. If you have a child under 7 years of age, you may be able to help join the fight. To find out more, visit elviskids.co.uk or contact the Lanarkshire Elvis Kids Study on 07976 320284. If you're struggling to clear debt on your energy bills, you can apply for a grant from British Gas Energy Trust. Before applying, you should seek some financial advice. Money Matters in the local area can help. You can call them on 0300 029 041. Find out more about the grants by visiting BritishGasEnergyTrust.org.uk And finally, Urban Roots are looking for volunteers to support growing spaces in the south side of Glasgow, including Malls Mire. If you have an interest in community gardens, you can contact them on 0141 613 2766 or email emma at urbanroots.org.uk. I'm David Cuthbertson, and that's